Texas Fridays. She lives in Texas, even though it's Ole Miss Eve, it's the Rebel Walk. She resides in her home, which is Texas, not far from actually A&M. But Evie, just being in that massive state, what was it like yesterday when the news hit about Texas and Oklahoma coming a year early? Oh, well, pretty pretty interesting. Um, I think Aggies... It's funny to me. I think most Aggies are are not thrilled about this development. <laughs> you know, I think. <laughs> wonder that, why. Uh, wonder why. I'll never forget when I was at uh, SEC Media Days when they announced that the expansion was going to take place, and former Ole Miss athletic director Ross Bjork who is the athletic director at A&M, was not happy being uh, basically blindsided by that news. Uh, he had not been involved, I guess, or informed that that might be coming. So uh, I, I, I think they're getting more used to it, but I think they, the Aggies definitely enjoyed their time in the SEC uh, without, without Texas. So it's going to be interesting. Here's an analogy. You get a divorce – and it's over. It's long over. You never have to worry about it again. And then you hear 10 years later, they're moving back in the same house. Exactly. That's exactly what it's like. So we, we've got this, yeah, we've got this little theme of divorce going on right now, don't we, in reconciliation today. I didn't plan that. I promise you that was not what I was thinking about when we well, pulled into brilliant. the... Yeah. Uh, yeah, anyways... Ole Miss Evie with us, the Rebel Walk. And, yeah, if you missed the news, and it was everywhere later yesterday, Oklahoma and Texas are going to be in the SEC in 24, not 25, when their media rights agreement would have elapsed. And it's $100 bucks total, $50 million apiece, which is more doable than 85. And, frankly, this new commissioner – of the Big 12, and he hadn't really been there very long, but Evie, I'm kind of impressed. Oh, boy, I know. Brett Yormark, I, I agree with you. Um, it's interesting that number, the, basically the $50 million a piece now, uh, that they're going to have to pay their exit fee. It's so funny because yesterday it came out that the amount distributed from the SEC conference office excluding bowl expenses, to each of the SEC league schools was about $49.9 million per school. So there's about $50 million, you know, right there. So that just kind of struck me that that's an awfully big number. But, yeah, definitely I think uh, it's going to be interesting to find out kind of in the future what your Mark's role has been because you're right. He's, he's made some really good moves so far. Jeff, too, has a theory. He texted me last night, and that is in 24 when we get the new schedules that with Arch Manning, perhaps, and maybe likely the quarterback by that time in Austin, that Texas will have Ole Miss and Tennessee on the schedule. Yes, I I heard you in the first hour talk about that, and I think that's a really – 
A, a valid point by Jeff. I mean, I'm with you. I think that uh, the powers that be that schedule these things, I can absolutely see that playing into the mix. So it's going to be really interesting. You know, now that we know when they're coming, um, the scheduling now that really that all that ramps up, and I think that the the AD's annual meeting I think is going to be what in March. That's the the uh, meetings in Florida, so those are going to be really interesting. So I'm I'm eager to see, but I absolutely agree with Jeff. I would not at all be surprised to see Texas on the schedule of Tennessee and Ole Miss. L Dog in Peachtree City, and I know you saw this posted. What someone projected as the permanent opponents, and for Ole Miss, and we don't have these from the league office yet, but this is an estimation: Mississippi State, Arkansas, and LSU. Which makes sense if that's if that's accurate. Yeah, it does. You know, I think last spring the league narrowed down. There were you know, there was something crazy like thirty scheduling models, and they narrowed it down to two divisionless formats and I think one of them was the 1-7 model where there's an eight game format where you play one permanent opponent and seven rotating and then the nine game format where they play three permanent opponents and six rotating and that's what this looks to be and I absolutely could see state state LSU and Arkansas is who I've been hearing really for about the past year as Ole Miss's permanent opponents, and that would make a lot of sense. Ole Miss EV with us. Okay, in in rock and roll metaphor terms, you'll know what I mean here in a second. Have Jackson Dart, Spencer Sanders, okay. and Walker Howard had their first fight yet? <laughs> um, I don't think they've had their first <laughs> fight yet. They're they're probably eyeing each other in the weight room. You know, they're all they've been in the weight room and. Um, I can hardly wait. I, I really and truly can't think to think back to when I was anticipating uh, getting to watch a spring practice as much. Ole Miss starts March 21st, and I can tell you now that every Ole Miss beat writer that I know of is planning on even when, because you know, spring is kind of spring and. You know, I mean, you don't get to see that much, but everybody wants to be out there to see what's happening with those three quarterbacks. Blaine Kiffin is not going to allow the media to trap him, though, this spring into that conversation, though, right? There's no No. way. No, and you know, I mean, look at what happened last season with Luke Altmeyer. I mean, we did not know in the spring. We didn't even know in the fall. At the end of fall camp, we didn't know who the the starter at quarterback was officially um, and even went into the fall with the first four games. His plan was to alternate quarterbacks. And uh, so Dart start one, Altmeyer start one. And really, I think the only reason that didn't continue a little longer was Altmeyer was injured, got a shoulder injury in, in the game he played in. So yeah, no, that is one thing. Lane will not allow the media to, to trap or trick him into making any statements at all. And he usually has his players pretty prepared too. Because every player that comes out there for the media interviews is asked every which way you can think of by every media writer to try and get him to slip and talk about what quarterback uh, is going to be the starter. And they never do. I was really impressed with that last year. Now, this is an off-the-beaten-path question. Sam Dog in Middle Georgia. Ask Evie, what's the worst weather game she's been to? 
Oh, you know, it's funny. I think I was thinking about this because, you know, there's talk about, you know, nowadays it's easier for fans to stay home. You know, they get the big screen and be on your couch with your refreshments. And I recall now I grew up in Texas and uh, was was an an Aggie for for most of my life. And I recall an A&M game that I took my son, who was six years old at the time, and at A&M, you don't leave games. You're, you, it is frowned upon. You must stay until the final seconds tick off the clock. And, or, or you're just chided by everyone. So there I am with my six-year-old son at the game. My daughter didn't go. And at one point, it's sleeting. It's, I, I, it's so cold. And at one point, my six-year-old looks up and says, Mommy, I can't feel my toes. It's that bad. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay. you know. So that was probably the, the worst game, and that would have been about 1990, uh, an A&M game. But, yeah, sleet. It was, it was something else. Jeff, two tweets. Ole Miss Evie. Not only will Texas – ironically, perhaps play Ole Miss and Tennessee in 24, Arch Manning. But since it's projected that A&M is going to be one of the permanent opponents, which you're right, there is no way they're happy about that, even though they probably know this, they'll probably get all three that first year maybe. <laughs> no, I know. I, I don't know I if that's so. possible, but. Yeah, I, I think that that could be possible. And, you know, it's funny, there have been polls uh, in Texas for, oh gosh, almost basically since A&M left for the SEC asking Aggies, you know, do you want to, do you want to play Texas, uh, in a non-conference game? And I mean, overwhelmingly, no, no, we don't want to play. So, uh, that's been the, that's been the general consensus of Aggies. So I think that they're fixing to find that that's going to be changing. Wow. That's that's going to be interesting. I guess I guess the next question is I'll just say this to polarize people. Will Jimbo even be coaching by the time we get to this? Ah, that's a really good question. I think um you know, there were there were as you know and we've talked about, you know, a lot of Aggies were not happy with last season's performance given the number one recruiting class and such and such. And so I think that this year is going to be really interesting. I do not think he can have a year like last year again this year and be there in 2024. I just, I think Aggies have unlimited money and I think that that money wouldn't be a problem buying him out if this year goes like last year. Oh, Miss Evie, the rebel walk, just back to the Rashada story, it came out that it was 500K. You and I have talked about this up front, and then monthly payments, 200000 300000 Does any collective in America have $13 million combined for everybody? For everybody. Um, I, I, that's such a good question. I mean, I think there are a few – there are a few schools that if you told me uh, A&M or Georgia, um, perhaps Alabama, had that kind of money, I, I might would believe it. But for the rest of us, probably not. Evie, tell everybody how they can get your content. 
They can get it at therebelwalk.com, and they can follow us on Twitter at The Rebel Walk and at Ole Miss Evie. See you next week. Thanks, Bill. There she is. She is so good. She is so outstanding. Kevin Egan, when we come back. Omni Nashville Hotel. If you need a staycation or planning a trip to Music City, stay at Bento Living Chestnut Hill. Voted the best boutique hotel in the city by the Nashville scene. Bento Living is located on the edge of bustling downtown and boasts on-site dining, shopping, live entertainment on the rooftop, and free fitness classes. Come experience Nashville like a local. Visit bentochestnuthill.com to book your Music City vacation today. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery, and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. Welcome to Smashville, home of your Nashville Predators. Join us at Bridgestone Arena Monday, February 13th for the Valentine's Day date game in your college night with Austin P. as your Nashville Predators take on the Arizona Coyotes. Purchase your college night tickets today at NashvillePredators.com slash college nights for a Preds and 